This is episode 4 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host of speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. Thanks for watching and listening to the past episodes, if you did so. And Christmas is coming up so swiftly, so I really hope you are enjoying the holiday spirit. And despite of the pandemic coming up again, or at least in the Netherlands, it is unfortunately so. I hope that you are still enjoying this period as much as you could. Well, and who knows, maybe this episode can even keep you company while you start preparing your house for Christmas. So let's start with our topic for today. The episode of today is all about personal talent. Our guest for today, Brandon, will tell us how he got the chance to change his life and actually how he created for himself the chance to turn his life around and use his own talent for public speaking to have an impact on what he does. Let me then introduce you to Brandon. Hi Brandon, welcome to Give Me a Chance. How is life going? Life is great. How about yourself? Yeah, very busy uh, in the latest days, but uh, that's going fine. I'm really glad you could come and join us today and I'm uh, really actually looking forward to hearing your story. Can you, uh, first of all, tell us something more about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, my name is Brandon. I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. But I guess it's a less more formal intro. You know, one fun fact about me is I, I dance alone in my basement an hour a day and I karaoke in eight different languages. And which languages are they? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, usually, you know, people don't ask me this. Okay, English, so English, French, Tamil are the three that I speak. And then in addition to those three, I can karaoke in five other languages that I don't speak. So Korean, Mandarin, Japanese, Hindi, and Spanish. But do you understand some words in the other languages too? The five that you don't talk? Very little. But Brendan, um, so actually, uh, you come from Montreal, you grew up there. Can you tell us more about your background? For sure, I think a good way of starting this conversation was yeah. when I was five years old. My parents looked at me and they said, hey buddy, you gotta learn how to speak French. I was in Montreal. It's, it's, a, it's a Canadian city with a European edge to it, in the sense that, you know, a lot of people are very multicultural, they speak a lot of languages, but it still has that Canadian slash American westernized culture. So they throw me into a French education system mm -hmm. without knowing French. So obviously this ended up being really good for me. I'm even trilingual today, which is great. But in the process, uh, not only was I uncomfortable with presentations, I had to present in a language I didn't know. So uh, it, was, it wasn't pretty good, let me tell you. I didn't have the best framework in the world as a first grader. But still, I think you really managed to create something out of the situation because you got the opportunity later on to use your presenting skills to turn your life around. So how did you create the chance to change your life? So when I went to university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing cricket or rugby or footy. Well, what I did, since I didn't really like sports, as I used that same competitive spirit and I applied it to presentations. So for three years, I gave hundreds of presentations, coached dozens of people for fun. And then when I graduated, I realized after I got a job in the corporate world that I was also one of the youngest speech coaches in the world. And I just went, wait a second. And then I also noticed that a lot of the YouTube content on communication is horrendous. So I started making videos in my mother's basement. I called it Master Talk. I thought it was a stupid idea. And then a year and a half later, it is what it is today. So basically, Master Talk was for you the opportunity to turn your life around. But also, uh, I hear you 
talking about making a switch from being a presenter to coaching people in public speaking. How did it come about? After the first year of the, the competition, weird business thing I was doing, what happens after you complete the first year and you go on to the second year, you're still a competitor, you're still competing in those competitions, but you're also mentoring the new blood, the new people who entered the university. After the first year, what happened was I started playing the role of a mentor. Right? So I started mentoring all the kiddos on how to master communication because we're sending these students out around the world. But they were so good and I was so intense that I figured out my own frameworks on how to teach communication because I never had a coach personally. So when I looked back at the industry, I said, wait a second, all of these people are missing like 76 different things. So I started uh, coaching people and through videos. Was there a, spe- a, spe- a specific moment in which you thought, yes, this is the path I want to go through? Yeah, it was in my last semester of university. My, my buddy, one of my buddies that I was coaching in university looked at me and he said, how did you learn how to speak? And I just kind of looked and I was like, well, I don't know. I guess I, uh, I did a competitions. I did, I did a lot of them and I coached a lot of people, but there wasn't really like a book or a podcast or a video that I watched. But after the 15th person asked me that same question, I said, especially when it was my friend, I said, hmm, I wonder what's out there. So I started watching a lot of the YouTube videos of what already existed. And I just said, wait a second, all of this is horrible. I can do better than this. And that was the moment when, uh, when I thought of Master Talk. And how did you feel about starting this brand new adventure? I would say not excited and scary. That's probably the best way. But after six months of doing that, I realized a couple of things. One, I was getting really good at camera really fast because I was presenting so many times on camera because I wasn't editing the videos. And then a lot of my buddies, when I was at like 50 subscribers or something, I knew all those 50 people. So they were all watching my videos. And I was like, why are you watching my videos? They're like, no, 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 this is really good information. And that's when the idea for Master Talk really took off. How uh, did people react to the content you were putting on YouTube? You are always better off building something that 10 people will die for versus a thousand people will sort of need, right? So for me, what I realized is the first 10 people who used MasterTalk, even if the quality of the videos were really bad, the tips were really good, right? So they look at the tips like, this is very concrete. I could do this tomorrow. But the point is, is when you build something, build it for other people first. What do you want to reach in the end with MasterTalk? I would say the ultimate vision, if I have enough time in my life to get there, I mean, because I'm young, so I have a head start, is, is to die the number one speaking coach who ever lived. People in the world forever can learn from me. Whether you're a six-year-old girl in Cambodia or you're a 70-year-old executive at a company, now the information will be democratized, which means it'll be fair game for anybody who wants it. And then everyone who are meant to master communication, who are meant to share an idea that matters, which I think is everyone personally, then, uh, then the world will just be a better place. Yeah. And now if you look at what you are uh, teaching by your channel on YouTube, what is the biggest thing that people can learn from you? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's the understanding that communication is not just about presentation. It's every interaction you have in every moment of your life. And once you start to understand that communication is everything, then you're going to focus all your attention on mastering it. Does the content matter in the end? Or is it only the way you communicate anything? 
is this idea that you need to get clear about why you want to master communication. Everything that you do results in communication by tying in how communication affects that thing or that thing you desire will incentivize you to do it better. Should you yeah. focus all of your attention on content or all your attention on delivery? Even if you are the best speaker on the planet, people will only remember your key idea. And if your delivery isn't perfect, they won't remember anything at all, which drives the conclusion that you should be spending 99% of your time on delivery, provided that the 1% of content that you have is worth sharing. Actually, taking a step back and uh, um, looking at you, at your development and how you came to be and how you came to uh, lead MasterTalk as your own project, um, did the environment and the way you grew up uh, have an impact on the way you now look at your dreams and hopes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't go through that case competition program, I would not be the speaker I am today. Like, just to give people an idea, the people in this program are intense, like very intense. In the same way other people are intense about sports or food or really anything, mm. these people, they really cared about presentations. And if I didn't have that accountability, if I wasn't in that environment to learn how to grow as a speaker, I wouldn't be able to do master talk. I wouldn't have the expertise that I even have today because I wouldn't have that discussion with them. And now if we look at the way you... you took opportunities and chances along the way. Um, what could people actually learn from you? I mean, you almost turned, or actually you turned your dream into reality. Absolutely. I, I think for me, about turning your passions into something you can actually do with your life is simple. I think finding a passion is the wrong thing to do. And the reason is because passions are general. They're non-specific. You can passion about anything and you can't build a meaningful career out of that. A meaningful contribution. That is why my, my opinion is do not ask yourself what are you passionate about unless you know what that is. If you know what that is, my advice does not apply to you. But understand that you're in the 5% of people. Most people don't know what their passion is. So I'm talking to those people specifically. The goal is, the question you should, not, you should be asking yourself is not what are you passionate about, but rather... What does the world need you most to do right now and why? I didn't know I was going to be a YouTuber, but by constantly asking myself, what does the world need me most to do and why? The only thing that I need to do is to democratize the world's information on communication so that the world's smartest people and the geniuses that will move our society for forward don't need to spend money on a speech coach and can just watch my videos. Did you ever um, doubt about what you could teach to other people? I had a lot of insecurity when I started coaching. Confidence comes from two areas. One is the obvious one, preparation. You just got to do a lot more work than other ones. That's just the given. But the second thing that's very important is a belief system. I realized that my insecurity was because I didn't have a belief system. So I developed one. So what does that belief system say? It says the following. Am I scared to coach this executive? Absolutely. But I'm scared more of 16-year-old Julia never getting the right resources so that she can master communication, do big things in life. Because if I don't figure it out, Julia gets nothing. And that's unacceptable to me. So that is your high-end goal, teaching everybody how to speak in public. 
that's the ultimate goal. Let's see if I have enough time. Let's see if I have enough time in this world to figure that one out. But uh, that's the goal, yeah. What are the many steps you're gonna need to take before you reach that? That is building raving fans, like people who understand what you're doing, who want to buy into what you're doing, and who want to share your message with the world. It's my job to build those relationships, and hopefully, I'm achieving that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What is your tip for building good relationships? Oh, okay. Uh, there's a bunch, but I think the big one is that not many people talk about. Talk to the people you actually want to talk to. I don't. I don't waste my time talking to selfish, negative people. I'm only going to live for 50 more years, and then I'm going to die, forever. So in that notion, in that frame of mind, talk to the people you want to talk to. At the end of the day, there's going to be people you do not vibe with. There's going to be people you do not get along with. That's a part of life. Thanks for your stories and sharing all your views with us. That was really interesting. Thank you so much, Fed. It was such a pleasure to be on. This was Brandon's story, and as you probably heard, Brandon created for himself the chance to change his life by using his own personal talent for public speaking. He started his own YouTube channel, Master Talk, and now he coaches people all around the world with his tips, and he hopes to make that content available to everybody. This is the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave your comment here below. And if you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears. <laughs>